Today, I want to share with you what I feel to be the most important must-have goal all of us mom photographers should have this year. This goal is super personal to me, and it's really the number one goal that I want to focus on this year. I've been doing business in my own strength for a lot of years, honestly thinking that I was consulting with God, but not always and not super consistently. And usually only when things got hard or when I felt confused. But this year, I really want things to be different. Even if you're not a follower of Jesus yet, or you don't think this God thing will ever be for you, I truly encourage you to keep listening anyways with an open mind. I think this episode will resonate with your deepest desires for finding purpose and peace. I've really learned that doing business God's way isn't about money, success, or even personal happiness. It's about seeking a deeper, more meaningful connection with our creator so that we can learn to love ourselves and others more deeply, just as God does. I am so excited to dive in today. I'm going to be sharing a little bit about my faith journey and how you can set some similar goals towards exploring and cultivating a deeper connection with God. So let's get started. Hey there, mama, and welcome to the Organized Mom Photographer Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Freehan, and this show is for all you mom photographers out there on a mission to enjoy motherhood while building a thriving photography business you love. I'm a productivity and motherhood coach, brand photographer, podcaster, wife, and a homeschooling mama saved by grace. So I can totally relate to the never ending to-do lists, late night editing sessions, and the endless messes that will one day miss strewn across the floor. Join me every week as we dive into the strategies and mindset shifts you'll need to prioritize, organize, and streamline your life and your business. Gone are the days of sitting on the sidelines, overwhelmed by the challenges that come your way. It's time to take serious action, confidently step into the role as the CEO, and embrace hard things for the sake of growth. Mama, if you're ready to stop feeling like you have to choose between being a present mama or a successful business owner and finally feel equipped to do both well, then you're in the right place. Hey there, mama. Welcome back to the show. I am so excited to be continuing our series called Goals Simplified. And today we are going to be chatting about something that is so, so deeply important to me and just sharing a bit of backstory and just letting you in on the journey of where I've been and where I'm heading. For those of you who don't know me too well yet, my name is Ashley Freehan and I am the founder here at The Purpose Gathering and I am a productivity and motherhood coach and I specialize in helping mom photographers really enjoy motherhood while growing a sustainable and profitable business. It's been a really interesting journey to be honest with you as an entrepreneur And I never thought I would be an entrepreneur. I obviously got started in the photography space. I was a photographer first and then turned coach, as many photography coaches are. And I 
never thought I would be a coach, to be honest. I have my degree in elementary education and I love teaching, but I just, I never saw that as being my next step. But God laid something on my heart back in 2018. And I was really lonely as a mom and as a photographer. And I just felt like no one knew what I was going through. And God kept nudging me to start a, actually, it wasn't even to start a community yet. It was to put on a workshop for other mom business owners who were feeling the struggle too. And so what started as me kind of like jumping into this brand new thing as being an event, you know, coordinator and planning this big in-person event, it led me to start a community which then has this ripple effect of creating this community for mom photographers. So I really attribute my relationship with God to the fact that this business even exists because I would not have done this on my own. And so this is one of the biggest moments in my life that I feel like has changed my business was allowing the spirit to lead me into creating this community. And so during this episode, as I kind of reflect back on, you know, what my life has looked like as an entrepreneur, I really feel like that was the first time I really heard God speak clearly to me and tell me how he wanted me to live my life. And it's very interesting to me because I have been a Christian for a very long time I gave my life to Jesus when I was eight and, you know, I thought that was it. Like you ask Jesus into your heart and you become a Christian and then boom, like life is glorious and amazing. And that's not what happened for me. Like while I always went to church as a young child and I called myself a Christian, I really didn't know what it meant to own my own faith until about the age of 24. The church that I was going to at the time, and that's where I met my husband, was not geared toward younger people. And so we just weren't being fed. We were going through the motions of going to church. And then my husband and I got married. And we were just like, again, going to church just to go to church. And we really had no idea what life could look like for us. And then we started at a new church, the church that we currently are at, right after our daughter was born, probably like a year or so after she was born. And that's really when I started learning how to own my faith. The church that we attend called Rock Point Church really changed everything for me and really put into perspective what it means to be a follower of Jesus. And my sole goal now with my own children as a homeschool mom, I have two very clear objectives. Number one, to teach my kids how to love God, how to have a deep, intimate relationship with him. And number two, how to love others and how to be a kind, honest, reliable, loving, compassionate human. Like, honestly, those are my two goals in life with my kids. And I'm really, truly learning how to let go some of that control of trying to get them to like have the book knowledge, right? 
the math skills, the writing skills, like all of those things that I do truly think are important. But my two main objectives as their teacher is to make sure they love God and love others. Because that is how confident I am that I know if they can handle life with God on their side and the willingness to help and love others, that they can figure out anything else related to book knowledge. And so I just kind of wanted to start there and share with you there that I truly believe exploring and cultivating deep, close connection with God is the priority we should all be reaching for. Now, I know that some of you listening right now may not be followers of Jesus, and this might be something totally brand new to you. And it might be something that you're like, you know, I've tried this in the past and it didn't work out. Or, you know, I've gone down the path of religion and it's not for me. And one thing that I actually learned starting at Rock Point is not all religions are created equally. And I knew that, you know, in my head, but I didn't really understand what that meant. And so one thing that I really learned um, when I first started going to Rock Point was a lot of churches have a lot of rituals and a lot of rules. And they turn what should be a personal relationship with Jesus into a contractual experience. And that's not something that I've ever kind of been explained before. And so Rock Point, where I go to church, is a non-denominational Christian church. We are followers of Jesus, and we follow the Bible and the Bible only. And I love this clear picture that my church portrays of this idea of grace and what it truly means to be saved. And I just think that there's so much misinformation out there. And we, we are all imperfect people, whether we are believers or not, whether we go to church or not. Like, I think what's really hard is sometimes we look at other Christians and we think that they should be perfect. And we're like, oh, well, if they're Christians, then, you know, they should be doing X, Y, Z. But but the reality is that we are all sinners and we have all fallen short of God's glory and his standards. And we cannot earn our way to God's love. God loves us no matter what. And we, as Christians, when you become a Christian and when you give your life to Jesus, it's not the like a one and done thing where you're like, oh, okay, cool. Like I'm saved. Now I can just do whatever I want, like how I've always been living, right? There is a part of you that has to die to yourself. And you have to say like, I'm no longer who I was. Like I am going to lay everything that I thought I wanted, everything that I thought that I needed, I'm going to lay that down at Jesus's feet. And I am going to trust that he is all I need. And so being a Christian is a journey. It is a daily decision to follow Jesus. And so if you've ever been hurt by someone in the church or someone that called themselves a Christian, I just want you to know that when you become a Christian, that doesn't automatically make you perfect. Like, 
we all make mistakes and there's growth that needs to be done. And there is a lot of misinformation out there. There are a lot of churches that are teaching things that I don't believe. And there are a lot of churches out there that are making people feel as though they have to earn God's love. And I don't believe that. And so I just want to share that with you and let you know that it's possible that you have heard misinformation. It's possible that you have been hurt by somebody who is still a baby Christian and who maybe is still learning and growing. And so I don't want you to discredit God and who he is because of the way that he was portrayed. So some facts that I want to share with you that kind of helped me in my faith journey, because of course, it's really important to question things. It's really important not to take people's word for things and to do your own research. But I really wanted to share this with you because I think it was really helpful. So number one, the Bible has more manuscript evidence from earlier periods closer to the time of writing than any other ancient document. The sheer number of manuscripts, including the Dead Sea Scrolls, supports its textual integrity. So first of all, there is so much evidence that supports that the Bible is true. Next, numerous archaeological findings have confirmed the existence of places, names, and events mentioned in the Bible. So for example, the discovery of the Pilot Stone confirmed the existence of Pontius Pilate, which was mentioned in the New Testament. This one kind of blows my mind also, the next one here. Even though the Bible was written over 1500 years by 40 different authors across different cultures and on multiple continents, the Bible's message remains consistent throughout. Its survival and unaltered state through various cultural and historical upheavals adds to its credibility. I mean, have you ever played that game of telephone before where you like tell the story or you tell like a phrase and you go around in a circle and by the end, the phrase is usually butchered and it's like nowhere close to where it began. The Bible does not have any discrepancies or inaccuracies as far as how the story was told from multiple multiple perspectives from 40 different authors across multiple continents over 1500 years. Like that to me blows my mind. There's no other historical document that has been found to be this credible. There has also been numerous prophecies that have been claimed to be fulfilled from the Old Testament all the way to the New Testament. And certain historical facts and figures that have been mentioned in the Bible have actually been verified by other historical records from the same era, which just provides a secondary testimony to the Bible's narrative. So what blows my mind is the fact that the Bible is historically accurate, the most historically accurate findings that they have in history. And so we know that the Bible is true. And again, I urge you to do your own research because it's really hard to take people's word for things. But I wanted to share that with you. And then the next thing that I really wanted to share here was, I, I mentioned this in my last episode where I kind of 
broke down the different goals and what I want to be talking about in this series. And I recommended a book called The Case for Christ by Lee Strobel. Now, he's a former atheist who set out on a journey to disprove Christianity. He did not believe in God. He thought it was a big hoax. And his he he did this following his wife's conversion. And he was like, okay, I'm going to totally blow this up. This is so inaccurate. And he went through rigorous investigation, interview after interview with experts. He confronted the challenges of Christianity and their claims about Jesus. And the evidence that he encountered, it actually led him to his own conversion. He found that accepting Jesus is a rational and transformative decision. So his journey from skepticism to faith is the central theme of the book, showcasing how an atheist came to know and accept Jesus as his savior. So if you are interested in reading this, I will gift it to the first five people who reach out to me for a copy, because that is how confident I am in what you will find and what you will discover. And I honestly, truly believe this is the most important decision that you will ever, ever make in your life. And that is why I'm sharing about it on the podcast here. It is not something that I ever really plan to do. Like I have this platform and it's not a religious platform by any stretch. And I like really honestly have had doubts of if I should share about my faith on the podcast and who it might turn away. And I am just honestly so confident now that if I don't share on my platform, who else will? And how are you going to hear this information? Because we live in a fallen world and the actual amount of Christians are decreasing because people are getting distracted by the world and the world is getting more and more corrupt. And I just can't watch that happen anymore. And especially for those of you that are close to me, like, Whatever platform I have, no matter how little or how big, like I want to share the greatest news out there. And so I feel like I would be doing you a huge disservice if I stayed quiet. So I just want to let you know how much I love and care about you and how much God loves and cares about you. And for those of you listening that already know the Lord and love the Lord, I would urge you to consider this year, how close are you with God? How connected is he with your business? I really truly believe that we have so much great power within us with God on our side. And I'm just wondering how many of us are underutilizing his strength and his power. I also would encourage those of you believers to also be bold and share on your platform because I think we need to stop being afraid of turning away people who might not believe what we believe and look at it as an opportunity because they may never hear the truth if it's not from us. Okay, so back to those of you that are on the fence and maybe 
um, are kind of questioning, like, what does this, like, what does having a relationship with God look like? How does that even work? Um, I just want to explain to you something super simple that I learned when I was young, and I still use it today, especially to talk to my own children um, and to talk to the kids that I mentor as a preteen coach at our church. And I, it's literally the ABCs of how to become a Christian and how easy it is and what it looks like. So I want to share that with you right now. Okay, so let's start with the A, which is admit you've made mistakes and ask God for forgiveness. And Romans 3.23 says, for all of us have sinned and become short of the glory of God. So we first have to admit that we're sinners and ask God for forgiveness. B is for believe. Believe that Jesus died on the cross to save you from your sins and that he rose again. Now, that verse that I love that goes with this is John 3, 16. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So essentially, in case you aren't familiar with this, what I believe is that God is part of the Trinity. The Trinity means three in one. God is the Father, Jesus is the Son, and then you have the Holy Spirit. So all three of those are the same, but God is the Father. Jesus was sent as a baby. He came and was the human form of God as Jesus. And then the Holy Spirit is the presence of God that lives in us, that helps guide our decisions. Whenever I hear from God, that is through the Holy Spirit that I am hearing his voice. So I just wanted to kind of put that out there. It is a one of those things that can feel really overwhelming to kind of wrap your brain around. So that's not something I can really dive into right now. But just know that that is how you know, Jesus and God, how I picture that, how I view that. Um, Okay. And then finally, C is confess. Confess that God is your savior and commit to following him. And the verse that goes with that is Romans 10, 9. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So I wanted to share that with you because that is how simple it is to become a Christian. And then, of course, becoming a Christian is the easiest part. And then the hard part is actually living out what it means to be a Christian. So as you're listening to this, if you have questions at all, like I really, truly want you to reach out to me because... I'm here to answer those questions and I'm here to learn with you. If I don't know the answer to a question, I will help you find the answer. So I kind of want to transition now and talk to you about what I've been doing in my business and sort of what has influenced my decision to really seek God's leadership in my business. So I feel like I have been doing business with God but kind of with him as like a sidekick if needed. Um, and, and that's really tough to admit because I really honestly thought until I've done some deeper reflection, I thought that I was consulting God, but I really wasn't treating 
him like the CEO of my business. And I was doing a lot of things in my own strength and not consulting him and waiting until I was utterly confused and really frustrated. And what I realized was I was really doing business the world's way and comparing my idea of success to the world's idea of success. And to give you just kind of a really concrete example, I thought that what defined success was how much money I was making. And I know that a lot of you feel the same way because you've expressed it to me. I have heard from my students inside the Efficient Mom Photographer program that they share similar struggles with me about their idea of success and feeling like they've missed the mark because they don't make a certain amount. And for me, for whatever reason, since I became a business owner, but more specifically, since I became a coach, I have this idea in my head that I have to make six figures. Like when I hit six figures, then I will be credible or then I will be successful. And I don't know exactly where that number came from, but I feel like if I make under six figures that I'm less than. And just to be vulnerable and honest here, I have not made six figures in my business. And I mean, collectively over the many years, I've made six figures and more, but like, just I haven't made six figures in one year before. And I feel like, well, that just means I'm not good at what I do then. And I, what has really truly kind of helped me influence this change of switching from, you know, hustle culture and the world's way of doing business to this idea of kingdom culture is a few a few different places. But number one, I was working with a friend of mine, Jillian, and she has a podcast called The Gracefield CEO. That's a great podcast that you should definitely listen to. But I did um, a little bit of coaching with her and we were talking about some big decisions in my business. And I really wanted to bring back my in-person community and I was talking to her and I'm like, but it just doesn't make sense. Like it doesn't, it's not profitable. It's time consuming. And we, we talked back and forth and she said, you know what, Ashley, like sometimes doing things God's way doesn't make sense. Like it doesn't make sense to our brain because it's not the way the world works. And it was really eye-opening to me. And she said, when you do kingdom work, it's different than worldly work. And I was like, oh, wow. So she's the first one that kind of really introduced that concept to me. And then I heard this podcast series called Hustle Culture versus Kingdom Culture. And it's a podcast called Writing Off Social And it's kind of funny because it's a podcast for writers who like two um, friends are authors and they wanted to get off social media and they kept being told like, you'll never make it if you're not on social media. And so they have this podcast called Writing Off Social and I found it and it's funny because I'm not an author, but I love their podcast. And so season two, episodes 14, 15, and 16, they do a three-part series about hustle culture versus kingdom culture. And it was an eye-opener and game-changer for me. 
And from that point forward, I was like, okay, I know what my number one goal for 2024 is going to be. It's going to be to lead a business that is centered around God and his direction for the business. And I want to lead with kingdom culture in mind. And I've got a lot of work to do, but I hope that you're still on the journey with me and that you want to learn from what I'm about to share over the next year. But two of the books that I recently found, I actually scoured (laughs) lots of blog posts, Amazon, all the places to try to find books that were talking about Christ-centered CEOs. There's a lot of books out there that are really good, but not specific to like Christian business owners. And so I found these and I'll share them with you. So number one is Grace Over Grind that I mentioned in my previous episode. Um, I, I'm loving it. It is so good. I'm, I've only read the first chapter um, because I'm recording this like the next day from the last episode. So even though it's a week apart from for you, it's only been 24 hours for me. Um, So I haven't read another chapter in that yet. But literally, it was so profound and literally has changed my perspective in just one chapter. That's how powerful this book is. And then the second book is called The Prayer Powered Entrepreneur. And it's like a 30 day prayer challenge. And I haven't started that one yet. But I'm super excited to really dig in. So I wanted to kind of share the background of how my journey started um, as a Christian, how it's evolved, how you can come on the journey with me um, and, you know, really explore and cultivate deeper connection with God. And so my goal for 2024, I have some specific goals. I want to start every day with Jesus, whether that is reading my Bible, doing a Bible study, journaling, Um, praying, hopefully all of those things eventually, but I'm going to kind of take it slow and try to do, you know, habit stack one thing at a time. We're actually going to talk about cultivating a morning routine in next week's episode. So stay tuned for that. But I'm basically going to be sharing with you how to habit stack um, during your morning routine. And when I, I, I do my best in the morning and that hasn't always been true. Um, I've, it's been a learned thing for me. Um, but I, that's, that's one of my goals to start my day with Jesus and to have it stack. And then I want to surround myself with more kingdom entrepreneurs, um, things like spirit led business books, more Christian podcasts, watching more YouTube videos that are specific to kingdom culture and doing business God's way. Um, I also want to connect with more, like-minded entrepreneurs who also are followers of Jesus. Like, I just want to immerse myself in that because when we do that, that is what we tend to become more like. So I want to really change my focus this year um, from worldly things to godly things. And I want you to be thinking about this right now is like, what is your goal? What is your spiritual goal right now? Like maybe for you, it's just taking that first step and exploring more about who God is. Maybe it's accepting Jesus. It's admitting you've made mistakes. It's believing that Jesus died for you. And then it's confessing that God's your savior savior, and committing to following him and accepting him. And I have next steps for you if you, um, you know, are ready for that. 
And finally, maybe you're like, I just need to go to church more. <laughs> like maybe I, maybe that's your goal is I need to go to church every week. That's something that my husband and I have never stopped doing. We always go to church every week without fail unless we're out of town. But if we are, we watch it online. Um, so I mentioned in last week's episode that the, the church that we attend, Rock Point Church, has a podcast so you can listen to the sermons. You can also watch them on YouTube as well. But I feel like since you're listening to this podcast, you probably tend to listen to podcasts often. Um, so that would be really, really easy for you to do. Um, and what's cool is you can have the sermon only, or you can also listen to the worship. And the worship is so incredible at our church. I love it so much. Um, and so that's that's a really fun part of it too. Um, and then maybe, you know, you have similar goals to me is like you just want to be more consistent in God's word and you want to pray more often and you want to surround yourself with more people who are doing those those same types of kingdom work that you want to be doing. So I would love for you to share with us in the Facebook group, what is one thing that you can consistently do to help you explore and cultivate a deeper relationship with God? I would love to hear that. You can join our free Facebook group called The Organized Mom Photographer at thepurposegathering.com slash mamas. That's M-A-M-A-S. And I would love to connect with you over there and hear what your goals are. Um, I'm so excited about this series because I truly believe that goals are important, but a lot of us want to just glaze over them and not have a plan and we don't want to fail. And so we kind of just fly by the seat of our pants and we're not here for that. That is not what we're going to do for this new year. And I am here to help be your guide and give you straight to the point, actionable steps that you can take so that you can be a different person this year, have a different business and have more impact. So Thank you so much for joining me today and sticking with me through this longer episode. The next episodes are not going to be this long, but I knew that this one, I had a lot to share and it was really, really important to me. So thank you for listening and please share this with anyone that you think would find value in it. And as always, Mama, I am here rooting for you and you are not alone on this journey. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Organized Mom Photographer podcast. I hope you enjoyed our conversation as much as I did. As we end our time together, remember that you were created for more. You can do hard things, and life is about more than just surviving. To become a part of our free online community of like-minded, ambitious mom photographers, head over to thepurposegathering.com slash mamas. That's M-A-M-A-S. We would love to come alongside you and support you on your journey. If you found value in today's episode, I would love for you to take a minute and leave a review. Your review would mean so much to me and help more mamas just like you find this show. I'm seriously so proud of you for taking time out of your busy day to invest in your future. Together, let's link arms and make a lasting positive impact on our families and communities. You've got this, Mama. And until next time, remember to slow down and savor every moment of this beautiful journey called life.